You're listening to WLW Sports Network at the half. It's the Cassidy Red Hawks leading by eight points on their homecoming night. We've crowned the king and queen, and it's 14 to six. Cassidy leading by eight points. And Dave Hansen, how much tell us how we got to this score? Not a problem. The scoring started with Cass City first in the first quarter. Aiden Torres punches in a two-yard touchdown run. And at the end of the first quarter, Cass City would lead USA 6 to nothing. In the second quarter, more Red Hawk action as Jordan Mester scores on a seven-yard touchdown run. He finishes off the drive with a two-point conversion. Cass City leads 14-0. But before the half is over, USA responds with a Landon Russell 26-yard touchdown run. That two-point conversion would fail. And at the half, Cass City 14, USA 6. The Cass City Redhawks have 190 yards of offense on 33 plays. 29 of those carries for 172 yards through the air. They're 1 for 4 for 18 total yards and 1 interception. Leading the rushing attack for the Cass City Redhawks, Jordan Messer with 12 carries, 75 yards, and a score. He's averaging over 6 yards per carry. He's carried the ball for over 41% of the time for the Cass City Redhawks. Leading that, following that, I should say, was Aiden Torres with 9 carries, 51 yards, and the other score. Landon shot six carries, 35 yards, and Riley Swiderski, quarterback, two carries for 11 yards. Through the air, Riley Swiderski, one for four, and one interception for 18 yards altogether. Lance Swiderski, the only reception for those 18 yards. The USA defense, or USA offense, 25 less yards than the Cassie Redhawks with 23 plays. That's 10 less plays and 25 yards less than the Cassie Redhawks. 23 plays, 165 total yards for USA's offense. 21 carries, 153 yards. One fumble and one touchdown for the rushing attack. Passing the ball, they're one for two, including one interception for 12 yards. No scores, though. Leading the rushing attack, Noah Crum, four carries, 49 yards. Landon Russell, quarterback, six carries, 47 yards. He also has a touchdown, but also one fumble. Braylon Ballard, that was at the one-yard line. Braylon Ballard, 7 carries, 40 yards. Carson Hallam, 3 carries for 14 yards. And Brooks Little, 1 carry for 3 yards. Landon Russell through the air, 1 for 2 for 12 yards, but also has 1 interception. Carson Hallam bringing that 1 reception at 12 yards. On defense, Aiden Torres leads the tackling for Cassidy with 4. Tyler Cumber and Justin McAlpin, Connor Herford each with 3. Justin McAlpin also has 1 tackle for a loss for the USA defense. Leading the way, Brooks Little with 6 tackles. Cameron Schlund, 6 tackles. Braylon Ballard, five tackles and one interception. Sam Cook, five tackles. Noah Crum, four tackles. And Braden Kemp, three tackles. Uh, to me, on paper, it looks just like we said it was going to be. It should be an even ball game. It should be completely tied up. But a costly fumble by freshman Landon Russell on the one-yard line. Turnover of turns the ball over, which could have been a, a tying score there is the difference in the game. We saw Cass City put together two scoring drives. We got one completion passing through the air for each team. The rushing yards are pretty close. You see Cass City, the 172, USA with 153. This game is very even on paper. Cass City probably held the ball a little longer. I'm sure you'll uh, highlight that. But uh, we have a 14-6 game. Cass City has a lead. They're going to get the ball first, and it's, it's advantage Redhawks. But... This game has been very close. Even though it didn't feel like it, it took a Landon Russell keeper to make that happen. But uh, that horrible turnover on the one-yard line has really been the Achilles heel for USA. Otherwise, we could have, if not a tie game, it could be a two-point game instead of a full score. Cassidy has held the ball for 13 minutes, 45 seconds, compared to USA's 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Cassidy in the night, 11 first downs compared to USA's 7. Cassidy 2 for 4 on 3rd down conversions, 1 for 2 on 4th down conversions. USA 
Seven first downs, one for three on third down conversions, one for two on fourth down conversions. Other area scores, Harbor Beach leads in the Greertham East over Memphis, 30-0 at halftime in Memphis. No word on the ugly K-Pack game, but you said they aren't playing. They have forfeiture yeah, correct. from the K-Pack uh, Chiefs, so ugly advances to 7-0 and on the season. No word on the Sandusky-Brown City game. Crossover game, Marlette leads Carroll 20-7 at the half in Marlette. Here's an interesting one. Reese and Lakers in Lakers. Reese leads in the second quarter 13-12 as Logan Carlson Russell returns a kick. 75-plus yards in for the score to make it a one-point ball game, 13-12 in Lakers. Reese leading. Bad X leading Vassar in the second quarter, 41-0 in that ball game. And, of course, Cassidy, 14, USA, 6. In eight-player football, we have at half Genesee trailing Morris, 58-14. In the third quarter, Kingston leading Peck, 16-6. In a very close game there, it was 8-0 Kingston at the half. Both teams scoring uh, once in the third quarter. Interesting note in Morris, there was about five minutes to go still in that second quarter, and they decided to go to halftime early to try to avoid some of the weather that they foresee <laughs> coming their direction. Well, Cassidy won the toss to begin this game. They elected to defer, so USA will be kicking off to start the second half as USA trails by eight points to the home team, the Cassidy Redhawks. We have an updated score. Sandusky leading Brown City 20-0 in the second quarter. So Ray kick things off for the USA Patriots, number 85, Adam Moss, kicking things from his own 40. 12 minutes around the clock, and the third quarter is underway. Booming kick from Adam Moss, backpedaling back to the six-yard line. Would-be Lance Wadurski bringing it forward to midfield, cutting to the near sideline. Good stiff arm, but he can't get rid of that defender. That's Sam Cook who brings him down at the 13-yard line for just a three-yard gain on the special team's return. So it's a long field for the Cassidy Redhawks in front of them, and it's an eight-yard or eight-point game, 14-6 Cassidy on top and on offense. Sam Cook's one of those underrated guys. He doesn't miss many tackles. When he gets no, his paws on you, you're going down, and that's exactly what happens. Swiderski tried fighting him off, did a heck of a job trying to do it, but a well-done open field tackle there by Sam Cook. Cassidy working off the right hash, left right across the radio. They're at their own 14-yard line, first and 10. T formation, three men backfield. A handoff to Landon shot in white jersey. Stop him right at the original line of scrimmage, maybe out to the 15-yard line. Sack made by Carson Howell leading the charge. One of the many white jerseys on that stop for USA. Second down, nine and a half to go. And Dakota Miller was the other one there helping with the tackle. And right there to stop that forward momentum for Landon shot. That play goes around the right side, but doesn't go very far. Absolutely nowhere. Very little gain on the play for Cassidy. Second down, nine to go from their own 15-yard line. Same formation working off the right hash. Riley Swiderski under center. Three-man backfield handoff to Aiden Torres, trying to cut around that left end on the sweep. He gets out to the 20-yard line. That's a five-yard gain. And tackle made by Landon Russell out of the secondary. Free safety and a freshman for USA. Also the quarterback. And you're going to say a gain of six on the play, third down and four. That sweep play has worked very well for both teams, trying to get these defenses out in space, moving side to side. And the offense has won those plays. And Cassidy goes back to it, and Aiden Torres does a heck of a job getting to the outside. And after a poor showing on first down, they get a nice, well-earned six on second down. 10.40 left on the third. It's a pitch out to the right side to Landon Shot trying to find that edge. And he's brought down, tackled forward out to the 25-yard line. A very uh, reasonable spot tackle made 
by number 44 for the USA Patriots. That's Carson Holland, and they say he got it. Moved the chains first and ten, a very favorable spot there for Cassidy. Yeah, Carson Holland does an excellent job of sealing off the end, not allowing the running back to get to the outside, and then still finds a way to shed that blocker and make that tackle. I thought was quite a bit short of the first down, but uh, what do we know? We, we get paid the small and medium bucks up here for that. <laughs> Hand off to Jordan Messer right up the gut, and he finds a seam, gets out to the 29-yard line, out for a four-yard gain, stop made by Brooks Little for USA. Gain of four, second down and six upcoming for City. After a couple sweeps, you see him go right back to that fullback dive right up the middle and try to push that defense back and get a couple, maybe four yards on first down. Cassidy leading by eight points, 14 to six. We've already played two minutes in this third quarter. Cassidy started their own 14-yard line. They're already out to the 29-yard line. One for one on third down conversions on this drive alone with one first down. Same formation, working off the right hash. Swiderski hands it off to Landon Shot, trying to find cut up field, but USA will not allow it, and they get him out to the 29 and a half yard line. Big man Sam Cook with a stop again, a 5'10", 210 pound senior. Third down and six still for Cass City. It starts with the end. It starts with Connor uh, Carson Holland. It starts with Dakota Miller. They hold the end down, not allowing anybody to get to the sideline and turn it upfield. So then when they, there's nothing there, the running back then has to cut back to the middle. And who does he meet? Sam Cook. Nice flow to the football from those other guys. And that forces a very little gain on second down. Nine minutes remained in the third quarter. Cass City facing a third down and six from their own 30-yard line. Wing to the left, and it's a handoff to Jordan Mester. He has the first down, spins out first tackle, is forced out of bounds at the 42-yard line for a 12-yard gain and tracked down by Sam Cook, forcing him out of bounds. They needed six yards. He gave him 12, moved the chains on third down. And he faked the pitch and the sweep out to the high side just to give it back to the delayed running back. Uh, right up the middle, he kicks it to the outside to Jordan Mester, and he just completely shoves Brooks Little right to the ground right off him enables us to continue down the sideline for a really big gain on third down and a fresh set of downs now for the Redhawks. Hurrying up to the line of the 42-yard line, first and 10. It's a handoff to Jordan Mester, and he's brought down right inside the trenches. This time, Cameron Schlund swallows up Jordan Mester for just a gain of a yard out to the 44-yard line, 43-and-a-half or so, second down and nine. Nice job there, Cassidy hustles in the line of scrimmage, snaps it right on the first call, trying to catch USA getting set, but it didn't work right up the middle. One-yard gain on the play. Second down and nine from the 43-yard line of their own territory, marching left to right across their radio. Straight to you in the backfield, and we have a flag from the umpire, and it's a false start against Cassidy. So instead of a second and nine, it'll be a second and 14, marching them back five yards from their own 44 to their own 39-yard line. So this second down try a little bit longer. And this is USA's opportunity now to respond. This is their chance to set the tone in the second half. They get a five-yard penalty to go their way. Second down, 14 coming up as we roll under eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Cassidy with the football. 14 yards to go for a first down in their own side of the field. This is USA's best chance to finally come up with a stop and get their offense back on the field. Cassidy handed off to Jordan Mester, and he's held up at the original line of scrimmage after a three-yard gain out to the 43-yard line. Tackle made in tandem by Brooks Little as well as Sam Cook. 
for the USA Patriots. Third down and nine, upcoming forecast City at their own 43. Yeah, they try to dive right up the middle, try to catch USA sleeping, but guys like Dakota Miller also in on that tackle, not fooled, trying to hold on to his legs and allow those other guys to come in and clean up the tackle. They do a pretty good job, only allow about three on the play, and now it's third and long for Cass City. Third down, nine to go. They need to get to the USA 48-yard line. They're on their own 43. T formation. Swiderski rolling to his right to keep it for himself. Cuts back up. Breaks free of one tackle. He's going to be forced out of bounds. Very close to that first down marker. He's at the 49-yard line. He will be shy of the first down by one yard. It's an eight-yard gain for Riley Swiderski. Forced out of bounds inside USA territory. A yard short of the first down stick, though. And so they're going to be faced with a fourth and one. Heck of a run there by Swiderski, but Braylon Ballard has just got to be shaking his head. He had him playing his day right here in front of us, right on the near sideline, and Swiderski's able to jump backwards, let him fly right by, and he goes up the sideline, walking tightly to get eight yards, and now fourth down and one, one yard inside Patriot territory, and Cassidy's going to go for it. Swiderski hands it off to Jordan Mester. He has one man to beat. He's in green pastures, down to the 30, to the 25, to the 20. Breaks free, one tackle. He's going to be dragged down at the 10-yard line by number 20, Brooks Little, who comes up hobbled on the tackle. And Jordan Mester breaks out from the 49 of USA all the way down to the 11. A huge run for Jordan Mester on fourth down. And that just can't happen. Third down and 10. You cannot allow missed tackles to cost you bringing up fourth down and one, and then a, just a simple dive right up the middle. You know they're just going to try to punch it ahead for a yard. And Aiden Torres, once he gets the first down, he cuts to the outside, the far side of the field, and it's a sprint that he... Brooks Little's able to chop him down with a good angle, but not until now. Cass City's well deep into USA territory. T formation. It's going to be quarterback keeper for Riley Swiderski coming back to the near sideline. Trying to get... He finds the seam. He's down inside the 10 to the 5, and he's forced down and by a lot of USA defenders leading the way was Braylon Ballard. They're going to mark him down at the six-yard line. So a gain of five on the play, second down and five. First down markers at the one-yard line. Those quarterback keepers at Cassidy runs, by the time he executes his fakes and rolls in the backfield, he's five, seven, eight yards deep before he gets back to the line of scrimmage. It looks like he's got a 10-yard gain every time. But he's got to run that far just to get back to the line of scrimmage. And he's able to utilize the sideline and get a handful of yards on first down. Cassidy's drive now surpassing six minutes off the clock at 5.55 left in the third quarter. And off to Jordan Mester, and he gets out hard-fought two yards down to about the three-yard line stock made by Brooks Little again for the USA defense, and he's getting beat up out there by Jordan Mester alone. 5.44 left in the third quarter, 14-6. to six. Cassidy knocking on the door for the third time tonight. They are. It's third down and two, and this is this is really important for USA. They, they have to try to make a stop here. Going down two scores would be devastating. And Brooks Little is down on the field with an injury, so we're going to take a short break here listening to the WLW Sports Network. 14-6, Cassidy leading the USA Patriots, 5.37 left in the third quarter. Little up on his own power off the field after a personal injury timeout. 
537 left in the third quarter. It's 14 to 6. Cass City leading by eight points, but they're knocking down the door of USA's end zone. They're currently at the four yard line. A third down in three, less than three. And it's a wing tee to the right. Swiderski hands off to Jordan Mester. He's headed the line, but he's tackled forward. Looks like he should have very close to the first down marker. Tackle made by Dakota Miller for USA. That's his second tackle tonight, and they're saying fourth down. Less than a yard to go at the two-yard line. Good, good stop by USA. They, they, they can only allow two, and they allow one and a half. They do their job. Can they do it one more time, or does Cassidy use all four downs and a ton of clock to extend their already eight-point lead? Drive now going on seven minutes in this third quarter. 14 to six, Cassidy leading. We're facing a fourth and less than a yard to go. Hand off to Jordan Mester. He jumps over the pile. He's in, touchdown, Cassidy. Cassidy puts on their third score this evening. It's now Cassidy 20, USA 6 with 4.55 left in the third quarter. Oh, it was close. USA had him. His momentum stopped, but Jordan Messer, he's too good of a back. You can need more guys than just one to stop him. He, he, momentum stops, but he's able to contain himself, stay upright, and dive over top of that tackler, extend the football across the pylon, and get their third score of the evening, 20-6 to Cassidy with a two-point conversion on the way. Trying to make this a 22-6 ball game, trying to lead by 16 points. With 4.55 left in the third quarter. Wing T to the right, Smiderski under center. Two men in the backfield with a bleeding blocker to the right. It's a keeper for Smiderski. Trying to find the corner of the end zone. He's in, untouched. The two-point conversion is good. It's 22-6. Casting lead by 16 points in the WLW Sports Network. Plays 86 yards, seven minutes, five seconds off the clock. Three first downs, two for four on third downs, two for two on fourth downs. Kept off with a two-yard run from Jordan Mester. Swiderski in the two-point conversion makes it 22 to six. Cassidy leading by 16 points. As USA brings out the return out to their own 31-yard line, stop made by Riley Swiderski. First and ten for USA, trailing by two scores. 4.50 left in the third quarter. Oh, now it, it's must time now because Cass City's offense is doing exactly what Coach Cathrell and company wants. Long, slow, methodical drives, lots of first downs, time melted off the clock. That ends in an eight points for Cass City. They extend their lead now, must have for USA, down a full 16 points with 4.50 to go in the third quarter. Staying under center is Landon Russell, eye formation behind him, receiver wide each way. Be Landon Russell, quarterback keeper around the right side, but he has a maroon jersey chasing him down. He has positive yards across the 35, has the first down, and tripped up out to the 43-yard line. Stop made by number 32 for Cassidy's defense. That's Tyler Cumper, cornerback for Cassidy. 11-yard gain for Lance, Landon Russell, first and 10. He might be one of the best defensive ends that we see this year. He might even be the homecoming king, but he's not as fast as, as quarterback Landon Russell, and he beats him in a foot race and turns it up the field. We didn't get a ton of chance to talk with the homecoming festivities, but that's been their best play, and I think they have to call Landon Russell's number a little bit more this half, let him run around a little bit, make some throws, and run the ball. 
A handoff to Noah Crum. He's out for the running. Has the first down into Cassidy territory. And it takes two Maroon jerseys to bring him down at the 41-yard line from the 42 in their own territory to the 41 on the other side. A 17-yard pickup for Noah Crum brought down by Cassidy's Tyler Cumper. Saves the touchdown realistically. And it's now first and 10 USA inside Cassidy territory. Crum, he, he doesn't like to go sideways, does he? He goes right into that defender, that defensive back, all the way back there. I, I think he had a chance to maybe make a move on him, but instead he tries to run right over him. And Cassidy's able to bring him down, but not until another first down for USA. Four minutes remain in the third quarter. It's 22-6, to six, Cassidy by 16 points. USA moving the ball here to start this third quarter on their drive. Handoff to Braylon Ballard. He rumbles across down to the 35-yard line. Staying very low was stumbling his way down. Brought down by Jordan Mester, linebacker for Cassidy's defense. But not until after a six-yard gain, second down and four. That's right. They line it up, hand it right off to Ballard, straight ahead. And... You're absolutely right, Clark. He got hit right at the line of scrimmage. It looked like he was going down, but he's able to use the hand that's not carrying the football to keep his balance. He's able to kind of shuffle ahead a little bit, dive ahead, and turn into a nice six-yard game. High formation, and now we have motion before the snap, and this is going to be a false start against USA. So instead of a second and four, it's a second and nine. This pushes the USA back to their own, to the Cassidy 40-yard line instead of the 35. Not exactly what Josh Allen was looking for. Uh, when you're the tight end, uh, it's pretty obvious who you are when you move before everybody else. And Dirk Ryerson, number 11, is your guilty party on offense. So second and nine from the Cassidy 40-yard line, 22-6. to six. Cassidy leading by 16. And more motion as this one is the other tight end. That was Braden Kemp, the freshman who jumped. And so another five yards marched off to the 45-yard line. So instead of a second and four, instead of a second and nine, it's now second and 14 for USA. Gosh, just when they had some things rolling too. Wait, that's just ways to shoot yourself in the foot. And again, obvious ones, the tight ends flinching hard before the snap even moves. 10 yards, five back-to-back five-yard penalties for USA. And now they're going to spread it out a little bit and put two receivers out to the left of them being second down and 14 to go. Running back on either side of Landon Russell in the shotgun. A little bit of a bad snap, but Russell's going to keep it for himself. Has room to run, and it's all the way out to about maybe a hard-fought three yards. Those lanes have certainly closed up very quickly. Closed up by Tyler Cumper for Cassidy's defense and just allows a three-yard gain for Landon Russell and the keeper. Third down and 12. It's a little bit of an eight-player setup, right? You, you snap it to your quarterback and just let him dance around and find some space. And Landon Russell has the ability to run and throw at any time. That time they hand it, they snap it to him in the shotgun. He rolls to his right, takes the three yards of defense, gives him. I think they're going to do a lot more of that in the second half. But third down and 11, yes, you're in Cass City territory. But this has got to be four down territory for Cass City. Coach Hahn and company looking for hopefully six to eight yards here to make fourth down reasonable. USA just one for three on third downs, going for it on this third and 12. Rolling to the near sideline, he's going to try and pass, but now he's going to be sacked back at midfield. Big man, the king, Connor Herford, brings him down for the big loss. From the 42 back to the 49, a loss of seven on the play. And instead of a fourth and 11, it's now fourth and 18. And that's a mistake there by a freshman. Hesitating, not getting rid of the football, too indecisive. There was room to run for maybe three or four yards if he just takes the sideline. He had some receivers coming across the field. Maybe not high probabilities to complete them because the coverage was very good by Cass City. But if you throw it out in front of them, maybe something happens. The one thing you cannot do is take a sack. That's what he does. And now, all of a sudden, fourth and 18 is not a scenario that you're comfortable with. And you almost have to punt it away here down two scores. And they do have the punt team in a little bit of low snap. But Braylon Ballard gets it away. 
It bounces at the 15, takes a sideways bounce, and comes the rest of the 14-yard line down by USA's special teams. And so they pinned Cassidy back, but they come up empty-handed with points again with just six points on the night to show for. Cassidy 22, USA 6, Redhawks back in offense with 1-11 left in the third quarter. That's one of those uh, Dan Banky knockdown knock wedge shots, the ones that come in real low and just spin right on the spot. I've seen Dan Banky do it a ton of times, and that's exactly what that kick does is it dies just just inside the 15-yard line. Good punt there by Ballard. And now Cassidy's offense looking to really put this game away with a long, slow drive that ends in another touchdown. Right, they're on 13-yard line, 14-yard line. First and 10, left right across your radio. Hand off to Jordan Mester. Fights his way across the trenches all the way out to the 20-yard line. Tackle made by number 70, Cameron Schlund for USA. That's his eighth tackle tonight. Second down, four to go for Cassidy. Cassidy will look to one, run one more play here and get us to the end of the third quarter. But a nice run there by Mester straight ahead, right into the teeth of that Patriot defense and gets an easy five on that carry. That was our first punt this evening. Got a turnover downs to start the game, USA. Touchdown, Cassidy. USA fumbles at the one-yard line. Touchdown, touchdown, turnover downs, interception, interception to end the first half. This one's a handoff to Landon Shot. He gets out for about three yards, very close to the first down yard to gain. Tackle made by USA 77, Sam Cook. And they're going to say should be a first down by the sin and still waiting there from the officials. And there's the signal. Move the chains. First down for Cassidy. Nice run there by Landon Shot, fighting for that extra yardage. Goes down right at the first down marker. The officials reward him with a first down. Less than 20 seconds to play here in the third quarter. More than likely, Cassie's just going to let this clock run out with a 16-point lead entering the fourth quarter over the USA Patriots in week number seven of the regular season. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services. 12 minutes remain, and Cassie leads by 16 points. Out of the final quarter, it's 12-0, 22-6, 16-point lead for the Cassidy Redhawks. First and 10 for Cassidy in their home Bruin jerseys at their own 25-yard line. As they have never trailed in this ballgame. They struck first with 7.58 left in the first quarter. Made it 14-0 with 11.09 left in the second. It's a handoff right up the middle to Landon Shawnee. Gets out for a hard-fought one yard up to the 26-yard line. Tackle made by USA's Cameron Schlund. It's the Schlund and Cook show on defense for the USA Patriots so far. Second down and nine. And this is really it for USA. You hate to say that at the beginning of the fourth quarter, but we saw Cassidy's drives this evening. They've been going for six, seven minutes at a time. And if Cassidy has their way, they're going to do exactly that and burn over half of the time left on the clock. So if, if USA doesn't come up with a stop here, their chances of winning have completely left the stadium. A handoff to Aiden Torres, cuts back in, tries to find his way. He does. He breaks out of two tackles. There's a fumble on the play, but looks like Cassidy jumped on it, but there was whistles before the fumble. And they're going to say Aiden Torres was down right at the line to gain at the 35-yard line after an eight-yard pickup for Aiden Torres. And this very well should be a first down. Looks like we have a 
Shaking up USA player that seems to be okay. That's number 70. Certainly can't lose Shillen. And they're going to say the officials want to meet crew out of Genesee County. Referee Ed Rotten, umpire Scott Meredith. You certainly can see it from here, and there it is, a first out. Yeah, that one was an easy one. I don't know what the hesitation was there, but uh, the surprise was is that 77, Sam Cook, more missed tackles, has him dead to rights, two yards deep in the backfield, and just over-pursues. He's coming at him with too much speed. Aiden Torres is able to stop, let him drive right by, and he goes right ahead, straight ahead then for a first down for Cass City. It's the old Maverick. Hit the air brakes and let him fly well, right by. I was waiting for the Top Gun reference. That's exactly what that was. Can't wait till that movie comes out. T-formation. Sabertsky under center fumbles it. He scoops it up and he has green pastures. And he's brought down after just a two-yard gain out to the 37-yard line. Tackled by Karen Schlund of USA. After a two-yard gain, that one fell right to the ground. It, Swiderski was in the exact right spot to scoop that one up. And sometimes uh, the bounce of the football goes your way, and when that ball goes down, it, it landed flat and hopped right back into his lap. He's able to grab it and scurry to the left side, and one-yard gain there is a lot better than what could have happened if USA would have recovered. Less than 10 to play now in the fourth quarter, 22-16, or excuse me, 22-6. Cass City still by 16 points. Hurrying up to the line, facing a second down and nine. Wing T to the left. Is a handoff to the left to Jordan Mester. He breaks free. Look no out. one in front of him at the 40. He's going to be chased down by USA's defense. Can they catch him, though? And he's pushed forward into the end zone. Touchdown, Jordan Mester. From the 37-yard line in their own territory, in for the 63-yard strike from Jordan Mester. Runs into the end zone for yet another score. And makes this one a 22-point ball game, 28-6 with 9.34 left in the fourth quarter. A oh, heck of a run there by Jordan Mester. He makes a guy miss at the line of scrimmage yet again and then showcases that speed. I thought maybe Landon Russell was going to tackle him from behind, but no such luck as Mester shakes off, Mester shakes off that tackle and dives into the end zone for the fourth score of the night for Cassidy. Trying to make this a 30-6 ball game, going for two. In the T formation, Swiderski under center. Connor Herford is in the backfield. And he's going to get the handoff, and the King goes forward, and he is stopped short. He can't do it all tonight. He is human. 9.34 left in the fourth quarter. It's 28-6, number three. Noah Crum on the stop for the USA Patriots. will return in 60 seconds with a 22-point ball game. Cass City leading in the fourth quarter. Cassidy's story drive, six plays, three minutes and 37 seconds. Covering 86 yards, Cam Dom with a Jordan Messer 67-yard run. Two-point conversion failed. It's 28-6, Cassidy leading by 22 points now as their kick comes in. It is brought out by USA out to the 36-yard line. First and 10 as they trail the Cassidy Redhawks by 22 points. They have just one score on the night. And that came back in the second quarter. Oh, that one stings for USA. It pretty much takes any chance out of their sails. But uh, if they're going to fight for it here, nine and a half to go in this game down three scores, they absolutely have to score here. And I think they have to do it in a hurry. Two receivers wide to the right. It's a handoff to Braylon Ballard out of the I formation. He gets out to the 43-yard line. Nice seven-yard pickup for 
Braylon Ballard stopped made by Connor Herford on defense. Set up a second down and three for the USA Patriots, trailing by 22. Both teams have had no problem running the football. Both teams averaging seven yards a carry on the ground tonight. They've all done a good job. The difference in the game, USA lost a drive thanks to back-to-back penalties and a turnover on the one-yard line. Otherwise, this could be a one-score game with USA driving to try and tie it. Another handoff to Braylon Ballard. He's tripped up, and he gets out for about two yards to the 44-yard line. Stop made by Cassidy's Josh Steely, defensive end, 6'1", 215-pound junior. Third down and two. They need to get out to the other side of the 46-yard line. Uh, it's got to be Noah Crumb time. He's only had five touches in this game, averaging 13 yards a crack. Uh, he, he's just not getting the ball enough. He's one of the guys that's had a lot of extra success running the football. Even Landon Russell here could be a candidate to keep the ball around the end. No crumb on the season, but entering tonight, 427 yards on 87 carries and five scores. T-formation, Landon Russell under center, two yards to gain on third down. as a handoff to Noah Crumb, like Dave Hansen suggested, and he gets the first down, a gain of four on the play, and tackle made by Jordan Mester, linebacker, move the chains on third down. And you got him set up. Braylon Ballard does his job. He gets seven on first down. They kind of get stuffed a little bit on second down. Got to work those other guys in. Noah Crum has had some, has a lot of success running tonight. Landon Russell also keeping the ball, showing he can really move as at that quarterback position. And we'll see uh, USA back in that I formation. I formation with a wing block to the right. As we now have the homecoming queen up here tonight. And it's a pass down. It's caught at the 35-yard line. Brought in by Garrett Carson Howell. He breaks the tackle. He's down to the five. Touchdown, USA. From 50 yards out, in for the score on the catch from number 44. Carson Holland brings in the pass from Landon Russell, the freshman quarterback. Breaks one tackle to the 25-yard line and into the end zone for the score. USA strikes for the second time tonight with 7.47 left in the fourth quarter. For their second score, makes it 28-12. USA trails by 16, trying to make it 14 with a successful two-point conversion. Great throw there by Landon Russell. An even better job by Carson Holland in open space, making it big tackle or miss, and then exploding the rest of the way down the sideline for a much-needed score for USA. Receiver wide each way in that eye formation. It's a handoff to Braylon Ballard. Goes right into the pile there, and he's going to have tough sledding there. Gets down to about the one-yard line. The two-point conversion fails. It remains a 16-point lead for the USA, for the Kansas City Redhawks, leading the USA Patriots right here on the W. NLW Sports Network, 747 left in the fourth quarter. Four plays, minute 47 off the clock, covering 64 yards, camped off with a Holland 50-yard catch from Landon Russell in for the score. Makes it 28-12 after a failed two-point conversion. 16-point ball game, 7.47 left in the fourth, and USA line up to go for the onside kick. USA, or Cassidy with the hands team out there. On special teams, the kick rolls down to the nine yard, about 12 yards, and this could be very close. Looks like USA may have recovered. Yes, they did. USA recovers the onside kick. It went 12 yards, and it's brought in by who else? Carson, Carson Holland, Holland, who just brought in the catch for the touchdown. 
He recovers the onside kick in USA back in offense, trailing by 16. Oh, what an awesome onside kick as he hits the top of the ball just perfectly, and it knuckles end over end and dies about one yard past that 10-yard minimum. And you see Braylon Ballard diving across that 10-yard line or that 10 yards down the field. I thought he had it, but he missed it. Didn't matter. Connor Herford or uh, Connor, excuse me, Carson, Carson Holland, Holland there you go. Uh, was able to recover it, and that adds another aspect of this game. Now they start this drive inside Cass City territory, down two scores. And now to Braylon Ballard going with a full head of steam down the way down to the 43-yard line, stop made by Jordan Messer, linebacker for Cass City. After a five-yard gain, second down and five from the 43 of Cass City, seven and a half left in regulation. Yeah, just looking back on that onside recovery, just... Cassidy didn't really go after the ball. USA made the better effort, and they, they come up with the football here in this game. And here we are again. They get a nice gain on first down, give it all back with a first down. Another false start, false the start. third this evening. That's their fifth penalty on the night. Total for 35 total penalty yards for the USA Patriots. So instead of a second and five, second down, but nine and a half. So back behind schedule on this wing tee offense yet again. How they just have shot themselves in the foot just too many times tonight to win this football game. Down 16, there's still a chance to have the football with 7.15 to go in the game, but those five-yard penalties really are starting to hurt and add up in this second half. Cassidy with just one penalty for five yards on the night. It's a bit of a bad snap, but it's handoff to Noah Crum. Goes around the left end, and he's swatted down at the 43-yard line after a five-yard gain by Riley Swiderski. And we have a timeout called by USA with 6.57 left in the fourth quarter. You're listening to the W at the W Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services, 28-12, Cassidy by 16. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, facing a second down or third down and five. They hand it off to Carson Holland. He gets out for four yards, but they needed five. Tackle made by Jordan Messer for Cassidy. Now USA facing a fourth and one from the Cassidy 39-yard line. Six and a half left, and there is yet another false start called against the USA Patriots. So instead of a fourth and one, a fourth and six, this is really starting to hurt. Fourth far start of the night. I'm not sure what was going on. If they, It seemed like they were going to go for a hard count, but the only one that was ready for the hard count was the center. The rest of the offensive line took off, and the center's looking around. Somebody missed the signal there, and now fourth and one, which is a high percentage to get that first down. Now fourth and six makes this a tough scenario here. Two receivers wide to the right. Russell rolling to his right, looking to pass. Now he's going to keep it for himself. Cuts up. He has the first down remarkably all the way down to the 36-yard line. He was being tripped up at the original line of scrimmage back at the 44, and somehow he lunches forward for an eight more yards. Converse on fourth down, move the chains down to the Kansas City 36. I like it. I think Coach Hahn should allow his quarterback to do that more often, maybe even on early downs. A little play action. Let him sit back there and look. He can clearly make some of the best pass rushers miss, like Connor Herford there, and he turns it upfield and gets maybe seven yards to get a first down. High formation in the backfield. Blocking back to the right, rolling to his right to pass again into the flats, brought in by number 32, Braylon Brown. No, no, it's number 22, Braden Kemp. Tackled made by Tyler Cumber, number 32. 
After just a three-yard gain, a second down and seven. Clock continues to roll down. Five and a half left in the fourth. 28 to 12, Cassidy by 16. Yeah, but those are confidence builders. You're trying to get three yards in the wing tee anyways. If you can throw a nice, safe pass like that out in the flats to your end, Get an easy three yards. Those are good things for USA, but they got to pick up the pace and find a way to score here in short time. Splitting receivers each way. I formation in the backfield, Crum and Ballard. Rolling to his left, keeper for himself. He's trying to find that seam, and now he jumps up field. He has the first down and runs out of bounds, tackled onto the track right at that first down marker. So it looks like it's going to be about a seven, maybe an eight-yard gain. Knocked out of bounds by Riley Swiderski. Move the chains for the second time in this drive. And it's first and 10 at the Cass City 25-yard line. And a good decision there is the passing option was not a good option, so he tucks it down to runs, shows off some of that speed. He's able to get to the sideline first, get the first down, and get out of bounds and stop the clock. 5.04 remains in the fourth. It's a 16-point ball game, 28-12. Cass City leading. They've never trailed in this ballgame. High formation. The wing back to the right. Pitch out to the right to Braylon Ballard with a late blocker with Crum. Cuts back in, cut, reverses fields, and is tackled forward all the way down inside the 15 to the 14-yard line for a 6-yard gain. Actually, a 10-yard gain. Tackle made by Lance Swiderski. Move the chains yet again. The sweeps have really worked well for both teams tonight. And you see Braylon Ballard grab Crum in front of him and basically follow him, wait for him to pick up the block. He just... Sheds him, goes inside, and then weaves around that Cassidy defense after he cuts back to the middle and battles ahead for an easy 10 yards and another first down for USA. T formation, first and 10 from the 15-yard line. 14-yard line, handoff to Noah Crum. He's chopped down. Looks like he almost had broke out there, but all of a sudden he's brought down the 11-yard line for just a gain of three on the play. Tackle made by Jordan Mester for Cassidy. Second down and seven upcoming. Well, I thought he scored. I didn't think there I was anybody too. there, but Jordan Mester was down low on the ground and able to grab him by the foot and pull him right down for very little gain. A quarterback keeper rolling to his right option, and he's going to be brought down at the original line of scrimmage. Not a whole lot going on there. Leading the tackling for Cass City was Cooper Mallory, and we have a timeout called by USA with 4.13 remaining in the fourth quarter. For the 16-point ball game, you're listening to WLW Sports Network. Four thirteen remains in the fourth quarter. USA with just one timeout. They're knocking on the door or attempting to. They're facing a third and seven from the 12-yard line of Cass City. Other area scores. Reese starting to pull away. They finally scored first score in the third quarter. Reese 20, Lakers 12. It was 13-12, Reese at halftime. 28-12 in our game here. Cass City leading the USA Patriots. The Patriots starting to put something together. Of course, this drive was set up on the onside kick recovery by USA special teams. It was required to go 10 yards, and they picked it up after 12. And now they're facing a third and 12 from the 12, or third and eight from the 12-yard line in Cass City territory. T formation, and we have whistles on the snap. And we have lightning. We were so close, folks. Mm. 
No. We seriously have a we, lightning delay. We have a, a lightning delay. So I'll have to pull out the rule book here, but I do believe it is 30 minutes. That's the last I remember, yes. 30 minutes based on the last time of a lightning strike. So 9-10 was the lightning strike. So everyone has to evacuate, move out of the territory. Here's the crazy part. The lightning was to the north. The storm is moving from the southeast. The storm has passed. It's an ugly. So it's to the east, northeast of us. According to the Weather Channel, we had a lightning strike within five miles. So there's nothing to sneeze about, but at the same time... Oh. Four minutes. Four, Four minutes, minutes and ten seconds left in this ballgame, and we have a, a lightning delay. So Dave Hansen, we've got plenty of time to spare here. Why don't you take us through our scoring plays? to get us to this 28-12 ball game. I can do that for you. It started first take with... Your, and take your time. I, I can do that, yeah. too. It started early in the first quarter of the first series. Aiden Torres on a two-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion would be no good, but Cassidy would lead 6 to nothing over USA, and that would still be the way at the end of the first quarter. Start of the second quarter, Cassidy would force a USA fumble on the one-yard line. Cassidy recovered in the end zone, and after a personal foul, unsportsmanlike penalty, USA, Cassidy, excuse me, would start the drive at their own 35-yard line, go all the way down the field, and a Jordan Mester touchdown run seven yards. Also, the two-point conversion is good. Cassidy would lead 14-0. Cass, uh, USA would respond on a Russell 26-yard touchdown run. The two-point conversion would fail, and at the half, Cass City leads 14-6. In the third quarter, one score, and it was a Jordan Mester one-yard touchdown run on fourth and goal. Swiderski would keep it for himself on the two-point conversion. Cass City at the end of the third quarter leads 22-6. In the fourth quarter, more Cass City. Jordan Mester explodes for a 63-yard touchdown run. Two-point conversion fails. Cass City out front big, 28-6 with 9.34 to go. USA would respond quickly, though, when Russell hits Holland on a 51-yard TD throw and catch. Cass City, though, would fail on the two-point conversion, and Cass City would lead 28-12 with 7.47 to go in the game. USA driving, trying to make it a one-score game, and with 4-10 on the clock, and we spot lightning, and we are in a lightning delay. And we just saw another flash of lightning, so the clock restarts at 9-13, so now we're going to be 9-14. Looking at this cell and looking at the radar here, put on our meteorology camps as well, the storm is basically right along M19, about a mile wide each way from M19. It's moving from the southeast to the northwest now. The winds are coming straight off the lake and sweeping from the shores of the lake here on inward, basically across Atwater Road. And now we're seeing this lightning uh, at M19, Bay City Forest Hill Road approximately. So north of Cass City here, but we are going to be in a lightning delay. As Dave, it's been... 10 years. Your first year was the last time we had a lightning delay. Correct. It was Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought we were in Ubley. That Memphis week. at Ubley. That's right. Only time we ever covered Memphis. Well, I, yeah, no offense, but hopefully the last. But uh, And Memphis with, scored a few times in that They actually game. did, yes. Uh, 
They had to be fairly new to the Greater Thumb Conference at that time. I think so. It was only a couple years uh, before that, so they were still uh, had some of that BWAC talent on their squads. Oh, they, uh, uh, they they went on a stretch there where they scored, what, like five touchdowns in four years or something. It, it was a tough stretch there for Memphis. Just about. Just about. As we, as folks, if you're just tuning in at home, welcome to our broadcast. You're in the most exhilarating part of our broadcast here. It is a lightning delay with 4-10 remaining in the fourth quarter. I'm not blaming homecoming here, but if it weren't a 24-minute homecoming experience from Cass City here, this game would be in the books already. Now, it was, a, it was a very, it was a great homecoming experience, great festivities, great crowd, one of the best put-together homecomings we've seen in a while. Our first homecoming this year, in fact. Some years we were hitting six, sometimes seven, sometimes eight homecomings. I remember one year, Every single week was a homecoming. That was five or six straight weeks. Yeah, so we've done uh, we've done a good job avoiding them this year, but uh, <laughs> we saw a good one today. We did. You're we absolutely right. Did, yes. You're absolutely right. But uh, yeah, either way, um, here we are. Four minutes to go in this game, and 28 minutes or 27 minutes now until play can resume. If we don't see another lightning strike, yeah, and that's a big if at this point. Four ten remains in the fourth. That's true. As Doug Cole in our ears here saying, if this were a day game, we would have seen the lightning. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Uh, it was it was tough to see through, uh, through the lights not, on the field. Actually, I, I did not see the initial, the no. first lightning strike. It was actually only the second one I saw. But of course, we have just a few things going on in our in our uh, booth up here. Well, the keep, keep in mind the where the where the lightning strike was. We stand at about the fifty yard line, and it was straight across the other side of the field. We were taking a look at the scoreboard because they were inside the five yard line looking to score. So we were looking in a totally different direction. But yet, nonetheless, uh, as they they evacuate the uh, the fields here, and as everyone's supposed to take cover and for at least thirty minutes. As a storm right on M19 and uh, just a mile north of Ubley, which just so coincidentally seems to be the same location as Thompson Chevrolet, our sponsor of our media round table and the Thompson Chevrolet player of the game, which will decide after play has concluded tonight in week number seven. As Cassidy leads by 16 points here, 28 to 12. Dave Hansen, we've seen a great game. Uh, it, the score reflects a wider berth than what this game actually was. USA starting out this game and marched, what, four plays, 20 yards, and could not convert inside their own territory, their own 44-yard line, could turned over on downs to Cass City. And the Red Hawks certainly took advantage. On five plays, 44 yards, in for the score on the Aiden Torres, two-yard run. The run failed, made it 6-0. Here's where it's interesting. USA was 7.58 left in the first quarter, marched down the field, 55 yards, over five minutes and 21 seconds, on 11 plays, Got down to the one-yard line. Landon Russell was diving and streaking into the end zone, and he brought was brought down at the one. But before he went down to the ground, the ball popped loose into the end zone. Cassidy recovered in the end zone. It resulted in the touchback turnover, the number one of USA's night. Cassidy was start, supposed to start at the 20-yard line. There was a personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct, tacked onto the end of that play, so Cassidy started their own 35-yard line. And they took advantage of that and scored on a Jordan Messer seven-yard run 12 plays later in five minutes and 39 seconds later. USA then scores again on the ensuing drive and a Landon Russell quarterback keep from 26 yards out. The run failed. 
on seven plays, 60 yards, and three minutes and 48 seconds off the clock. Made it 14-6. to six. Cass City leads by just eight points. At that point, we said, okay, this is going to be a back-and-forth ball game the rest of the way out here. But really, that's where USA's offense started to stall. No doubt about it, but they, they really lost their edge when that fumble was done at the one-yard line because that's all they've been hearing about for weeks is how they can move the ball on anybody. Their defense is pretty good, but when you get inside the 10, you guys don't know what you're doing. And they've been fed up with that week after week after week, stalling at the two-yard line, and here we go. Landon Russell with a great carry, 5-6, whatever yard gain he was about to have, and fighting for that goal line, wanting to change that aura about what they've had going on this year and coughs it up at the one. The ball fumbles into the end zone. Cassidy recovers. They're going to get it out at the 20. The coaching staff and a bunch of players are on the field. They are unhappy. They get it unsportsmanlike. And that completely changed the momentum of this game. Cassidy goes down and go ahead and takes a two-score lead. And USA's been trailing by that two scores most of this game, playing at a pretty even level playing field. And if that's not enough, all these false start penalties, they're you know the snap count. You can't go ahead of it. I understand it happens occasionally, but it happened on back-to-back -back plays on one series that killed the drive, and then it happened again to them, and they were lucky on the last series. Actually, the current series, I should say. A fourth and one turned to fourth and six, and Landon Russell makes a heck of an individual play to save this series and keep them only down two scores with a chance to make it one. So at that point, it was 14-6. to six. Cassidy leads by eight points after USA tacked on their first score. Then Cassidy actually, 13 plays later, turns it over on downs at the 23-yard line of USA 50 yards later. It took 5 minutes and 46 seconds off the clock, so USA holds strong. Then USA holds the ball for just under a minute, and they throw an interception on their fourth play of that drive. Gives the ball back to Cass City. Cass City, one play later, throws an interception themselves with 7 seconds left in the first half. And then USA with just one play. Landon Russell runs out of bounds as time expires. We've reached halftime. At halftime, Kaylee Gray and Connor Herford are crowned king and queen of the Cassidy homecoming of 2021. And then Connor Herford retakes the field and continues to hold his dominance on the gridiron as Cassidy gets the ball to start the third quarter as they won the toss, elected to defer to the third quarter. And they march 86 yards down the field on a 16-play drive. Took seven minutes and five seconds off the clock. And Jordan Mester in from a two-yard run. The two-point conversion was good with the Sudersky keeper made it 22 to 16 out by 16 points USA then with a five and out punt we could say as they held the ball for just for three minutes and 44 seconds started their own 31 ended at the 49 and that's when we had all those false starts when they had a third and four or a third and two turned into a third and seven and a third and twelve or something along those lines I think lines. it was third and four yeah there you go which they were looking at two plays for a first down worst case scenario and, uh, yeah, the two false start penalties back-to-back -back all of a sudden makes it third and 14. And whatever play they ran got them just a couple. Oh, no, they got sacked. I remember this there now. There it is. There it they is. got sacked. It was fourth and 18. They had no choice. They, they had to punt it away down two scores or whatever it was yeah, at that time. At that point, yeah. it, and it's just penalties have cost them a chance to score. The turnover at the one-yard line was the absolute killer. But uh, both of those drives could have easily ended in six points minimum. We could be looking at a one-score game at most or a chance for USA to even take the lead if things go their way. But too, ma too many self-inflicted wounds, especially with those false start penalties, has really caused 
them to have no chance of scoring. And Cass City has done a great job of taking advantage of those mistakes, scoring on every drive, that classic Cass City drive, 16 plays, running a ton of time off the clock, just stalling out any chance of a comeback for USA. So USA punted in the third quarter with a minute 11 left. Cass City then scores on their ensuing drive on six plays, 86 yards and three minutes and 37 seconds on that drive. Capped off with a Jordan Mester breaks out for a 67-yard run into the end zone. The run failed on the two-point conversion, made it 28-6. And then USA gets the ball back at starting at their own 36-yard line. In four plays, they cover 64 yards at a minute 47. And it's a big throw from Landon Russell into the hands of Carson Holland for 50 yards out. Two-point conversion run failed. It's suddenly 28-12. to a 16-point ball game. USA then kicks off with the onside kick, a 12-yard kick, and then all of a sudden they recover the onside kick. Carson Holland brings that one in, and they're starting to march down the field from the 48-yard line all the way inside to about the 12-yard line, or actually inside the 12-yard line, and then lightning struck. Literally, lightning struck, and that's where we're at right now. Ten minutes into a 30-minute delay due to lightning. As, of course, the MHSA regulations require, once you see lightning, it is a 30-minute pause after the last visual of lightning. Thunder does not count. It must be lightning. And here we are with 4 minutes and 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter with a 16-point ball game, 28-12. Cassidy leading on homecoming night here in Cassidy. Mind you, we're under a lightning delay. There is no rain. The storm is to the northeast of us here and is moving away from us as well. As the student section here from Cass City still hanging tough, that someone brought a, well, they probably don't know it as a boom box, but it's a boom box. And the mullets are bouncing down there. Oh, they're having a great time, and as they should be. Up two scores, four minutes to go, and taking advantage of this weather delay without any rain. <laughs> well, weather is still weather, even though it might not be memorable weather. So, of course, it's amazing actually to think about it, Dave. We've gone 10 years without a lightning or weather delay. That's actually pretty impressive. I, I'll take one every decade. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm fine I, with that. I, that's a pretty good average. It's just about, what, 90 broadcasts or so? I'll do that. More than likely, we'd have a winter weather advisory delay more than a lightning delay in these parts. Uh, but this has been the warmest season I recall in 11 seasons, let alone the seasons before that one is at Michigan State with Spartan Radio Network. But... This is, it's week seven, and we're still wearing polos. Uh, we're, we're in golf shirts. It's been, uh, it's been that warm and comfortable for us, that's for sure. I, I don't know about the kids on the field. It's not very often you're calling games in October and seeing kids getting cramped up because it's that warm out, but that's been the case. It's been, a, of course, we have regulations here. It's, this is not just a Wild West as far as our apparel goes. You need to look good on the radio. Clean shaven. Dave hasn't failed at that miserably for years. No Doug. shave November time, man, in October. <laughs> at least Doug Cole's wearing a belt tonight. I think it was, Doug, your first, your very first, we'll put you on air here, Doug. Uh, you need to defend yourself, but it was your very first broadcast, I do believe. It was my very first broadcast. It was like, right, probably, I don't know, five minutes after the first time I met Dave, he called me out for not wearing a belt. But you know what? I guess I deserved it. It wasn't a good luck. And, uh, yeah, I haven't, uh, Forgot it since. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it must have made a, memor a memorable experience because you have not forgotten a belt, what, 90 broadcasts later. Absolutely. So thanks to Dave. Uh, however, I had a little uh, spillage on my uh, 
uh, WLEW polo, the gray one. So um, this morning. This morning. So um, fortunately, I had my blue one just in case, and so. But stuff happens, and uh, you were well prepared. That's what really that's matters. Exactly. That's all that matters. Exactly. Always prepared. Yep. And you know yep. we're running out of stuff when we're talking about coffee stains and belts. Yes. And and the fact that in Livonia I am just a cruel human being, I'm sure. So. <laughs> well, I love driving up here. It's definitely worth the two hour, two hour, two and a half hour trip. I love it up here, and it's been great. It's been great, great nine years. Well, Doug, let's talk about that for a second, because of course you're from Livonia. Uh, before I met you, I'm pretty sure you never really went north of 69 all too often, let alone north of Huron uh, Line Road. Never. And so you went to what, Livonia Stevenson or what high school? Uh, Livonia Franklin. Livonia Franklin. So a little bit bigger schools than uh, here in the Greater Than Conference. Yeah, it's about, uh, well, when I was there, it was about 1,800. 1,800 students in yep. just high school. Yep. Okay, so that's what we have in town. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, of course, you're talking football games with thousands of people. Yeah. But yet you come up here, and yet it feels like the game experience up here is just as good as that big field down in Livonia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just because there's uh, a little smaller uh, amount of people, I mean, it doesn't mean it's just as important, and then there's just the same amount of passion, and so it's it's awesome. I mean, I know, it's, I think it's Division One in uh, Livonia, and this is Division Seven, Division Eight. So, I mean, I don't see really much of a difference. And then on the opposite, so Doug, you really never went north of 69 all too often. On the other side, we have Dan Bank, who doesn't go south of 69 all that often, except for work every single day. And so, Dan, of course, you played football for Harbor Beach back in the late 90s. Correct. What what years were you on the varsity Uh, squad there? 98, 99, and 2000. So, of course, you're running back, so that's really one of the keys as our spotter here is you're able to really see inside of the trenches for us. Because, Dave, you can attest to this. Before we had Dan, we had Doug doing stats and spotting for us. And now Dan's dropping off my plethora of water back here. And it's, it's the, the, and we spilled water now, too. So it's the only raindrop so far are here in the booth. But, Dan, so we appreciate your help here because I think, Dave, you can attest to this, that we were, we were pretty much shooting in the dark here before Dan was spotting for us, especially when it came to the wing T teams trying to find those uh, defenders and trying to find the ball carrier for, for first sake. And you, you take the, the big three, you take USA, you take Ubley, you take Cassidy. And they were in Cassidy's old uniforms, mind oh, you. Oh, jeez, the gray um, on gray. Just uh, impossible. I, how many times we catch ourselves, uh, you know, whether it was whoever, Kethrell with the carrier or whoever it might have been, and uh, nope, we were completely wrong. The ball's going the other direction, and or we have to wait till the pile is cleared before we figure it out who the last guy is. So I'm sure our stats seven to ten years ago were absolutely horrible, but uh, we're definitely much more accurate with the two of you helping us out nowadays. Yes, we appreciate Dave and Doug, or uh, Doug and Dan, I should say. I don't appreciate Dave, uh, but that's just after ten years of being together and how many years before that playing golf together? Yeah, uh, yeah, quite a few years. And uh, matter of fact, we had some pretty good times right here in Cass City, if you remember. Uh, oh man, I, I don't know if uh, I don't know how many eagles you have in your day, but I, I might make fun of your golf game. But uh, I have one eagle. This in my guy, life. this guy knocked one in uh, from the fairway. That was uh, that was a pretty cool, I, pretty cool. Eagle. I, I do not remember what hole that was. So. I can't. I, it was uh, it was number is it number three that comes out of the woods to the right there, Dan? Yes. You might remember. Yeah. I believe it's number three, and uh, I hit a little shot around the corner middle of the fairway and Clark was hitting first they always do a two-man scramble to start the year it's just a fun introduction meet everybody and just have a little free game and uh, Clark and I were the two-man scramble team and yeah I put one in the fairway for him and 
Not even get a shot and hit it on the green. He knocked it right on one hop and right in the jar. Well, that explains why he doesn't hardly play anymore. Nope, he went out on a high note. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> went out on a high note and said, you know, I'm, that's, I'm retiring. Yeah. Uh, Barry Sanders. Yeah. Uh, now, mind you, I was the sixth man out of a six-man roster for <laughs> high school golf. Dave, you were number one. I'm pretty sure the only reason I was golfing with Dave was to read his greens. <laughs> so it's basically a glorified caddy who also happened to play golf at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Keep, keep the guys focused, that's for sure. It's kind of funny that before Dan came here, none of us played football. I did cross country in the fall. You guys did golf, so. Yeah, that's that's the really key to a good broadcast team is absolutely no football. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, thanks for exploiting us here. Yeah. 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 We were trying to, we did a decade of nobody knowing that. <laughs> yeah. And then back to that wing tee that uh, playing football, what helps me more than probably you guys is I pick up the little things and I can tells me where the play is going. Like I, if I can see a guard move, it's a big key. Um, that's pretty much what you got to key on. Even if you're on defense, I can tell you, we'll watch that guard. He's going to take it to probably 98% of the plays. If he goes left, that play's going left. And we've learned, right. we've learned a lot of that. I know I have watching the game. Because uh-huh. right? at some point you learn not to necessarily watch the play. You right, watch. Right. You have to take that picture and zoom out. Right. And if you can watch the whole play, then you can pick up on who makes the key block, why the play worked or why it didn't work, who did right. what correctly. And, uh, you know, you've actually taken that, that we've things that we've picked up over the years and taken it to another level because we're actually watching, is that guard cheating? Is he pulling? Right. Which way is he going? And that makes a big difference. Yep. And if anyone's looking to learn more about football, in fact, I'm, I'm just about finishing it for the second time, Pat Kerwin, who's on Sirius XM Radio on NFL Radio, a move in the chains with uh, – uh, Jeff Miller, or Dan, uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Miller, uh, who who used to uh, Michigan State football, the color commentator. I believe it was Jim Miller. Uh, Jim, Jim Miller, Miller. There yes. we go. So Jim Miller and uh, Pat Kerr when I move the chains. Uh, it's called keep your eye or move your eye off the ball. It's great, great. Uh, it really breaks down the concepts of one how to break down film of watching a game, but also just really the concepts around like Dan was talking about watching those guards, watching the play develop, and watching the defense develop and react to that play so plenty to learn here of course and we've come a long ways i started broadcasting with ron lehrman 11 years ago and uh i happened to find an old broadcast of mine and we will never air that ever <laughs> for the sake of our listeners back at home that was uh, amazing we even knew what the score was at any point and that's all because of me not because of ron ron of course was the veteran aide and uh, sidekick of tom meyer back in the day and Ron Lehrman always talked about the, the, the joys of broadcasting with Tom Meyer was uh, going to the games late and watching the corn fly by you as fast as possible <laughs> as the Tom was always running a little bit late or was looking to try to find the nearest fish fry before the Friday night lights and uh, then Dave Hansen came in the next year as uh, Ron retired and that's when we really started to expand our team to three we had our first stat keeper and then the next year well, 2012 was quite the memorable year. That's when Harbor Beach won, won the uh, state championship. I would love to have a state championship happen now, now that we know what we're doing. Yes, know uh, what we're doing, where we're going, what what to expect. Because uh, that was, uh, for me, that was uh, that was quite a year to start, that's for sure. Well, that all began because, what, week one? Yeah, because Ron called me that week and said, hey, I'm not going to be able to do this. And so... I was like, all right, well. This is this is always a story that has to come yeah, up, if not once, once a year. year. Well, usually once a year. This uh, is a good one. I can't remember who I called first. Uh, no, no, I wasn't first. No, you weren't first. I'll, no, I'll, I'll admit that. But you're, right. you're my best choice. Yeah. With that. <laughs> and so I called uh-huh. up Dave because back in high school, during mm. our golf days, we used to broadcast JV football 
that really was shown to no one. Correct, but it but it, it definitely was, it was, got us an A in that class. Yes, it did with Mr. Frutier, and uh, it actually was aired on the closed network inside of Harbor Beach High School. So all one and a half, the, whoever the secretary was in the main principal's office, may had it, maybe had it on the background, and that was about it. And so that was our start, and I said, you know what, I'm pretty desperate here. I'm going to call up Dave. We did, we had fun back then, and it was a game by game. I said, well, Dave, if you if you have fun, I'll I'll bring you back the next game, and here we are. Uh, ten years later, and over a hundred broadcasts later, and now we're in the middle of a lightning delay. Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure it ended up with uh, the first games in USA. You got to at least buy me another week. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, it's the least I can do for you. And um, yeah, I I haven't heard any calls, or I, I don't know if you've stopped calling at what point, but um, <laughs> apparently you're still looking and haven't found anybody because all of a sudden a decade's gone by and I'm still doing it. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the world's worst talent search right now, and I really haven't tried too hard as. Uh, can't imagine anyone to my right during football season, uh, except for Dave Hansen, of course. Uh, to our left, Doug Cole, and uh, I would say to our right, Dan Benke, but it all depends on where he can find the field, and uh, just like a good fullback, finds the seams in between all of us here in the press boxes. Of course, Cassidy's booth here, we love this booth. Of course, I call it the coziest booth in the Great Earth Conference, not because of size, just because of the feel of the field. And I'm, I have a theory, it's because this field is, is placed out at an angle. It's not north and south. It's not east and west. It's actually at an 80-degree angle off of east. So it's almost almost due east. When we're looking almost due east, we're looking uh, 10 degrees off of due east. And I might, it's just beautiful park here in Kansas City, of course. Uh, the Gavel Club uh, doing a lot of fundraising here. Of course, the Lions Club, the Rotary Club of, of Kansas City. Uh, as uh, Kevin here up in the tower for Kansas City has also been president of the Kansas City Rotary Club for a number of years and does a great job. And so... Very large civic organizations to make this field and make this whole park uh, complex possible. We have great softball fields, baseball fields. The pool is within arm's reach over on the other side of the end zone there. Basketball courts, tennis courts, pickleball courts, everything. Yeah, and we've been treated uh, very well over the years, which only makes it, the experience that much better and a joy to come here. Uh, a, a shout out to guys like Troy Perry, uh, Andy Gray. Uh, they always uh, are a joy. They always, even if they're kids aren't playing or whatever it might be they always seem to pop in and say hello and uh, develop some really great relationships over the years and those guys still are, uh, are quite entertaining to, to come here and hang out with for, uh, for a few hours on a Friday night well the good news is we have gone 24 minutes of feeling absolutely nothing talking about absolutely nothing <laughs> as well as it's Clark Ramsey Dave Hanson Doug Cole and Dan Bank with your call tonight from Cass City we are in the fourth quarter with four minutes and ten seconds remaining in the fourth and we've been in the same spot for 24 minutes. As we're in a lightning delay, we saw lightning to the north and east of the field here, less than five miles away, which then ensues a 30-minute delay, automatic delay. And then three minutes after that first lightning, we saw a second lightning strike. And so that restarts the timer based on MHSA and NFHS regulations to bring us to where we are right now. In a 16-point ball game, 28-12, and USA was starting to piece some things together on their last drive there, but uh, lightning strikes, and um, hopefully only strikes once. And right now they're going to be coming back out uh, with plenty of rest, but also maybe a little rust, uh, inside the red zone of Kansas City. Yeah, this is uh, definitely a timeout that... USA did not want. They, they kind of had some things going their way. They just scored a touchdown. They recovered the onside kick, and now they're pushing right down inside the red zone as a chance to make this a one-score game. But uh, that lightning strikes stops all momentum with 4-10 to go in this game. A 16-point differential, but USA knocking on the door with a chance to, to make it a one-score game. 
All right, it's time to take a short break. We'll return. You're going to miss absolutely nothing. Don't worry. Stick with us here as it's a 16-point ball game, 28-12, with 4-10 left in the fourth quarter on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We are in a lightning delay here between Cassidy and USA with four minutes and ten seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. It's a 28-12 ball game, 16-point differential in favor of the Redhawks. We have other area scorers to catch you up on here as we're trying to not uh, go through all of our content quite yet as we still have probably realistically another ten minutes before we start if there is no other further lightning. And uh, another lightning delay is also the Reese Rockets at the Lakers, 20-18. So a two-point ball game. Reese leading Lakers with 11. So they just started the fourth quarter. They're 18 seconds into the fourth quarter. And Reese leads by two points, 20-18 to 18 over Lakers. And they are in a lightning delay. And that happened about uh, what they say that was reported 13 minutes ago. So they still have about 25 minutes to start before they pick back up. And other area scores, Harbor Beach and Memphis, 49-0. That is a final. So they are in there. Harbor Beach will make the long journey home, 49-0. As Dave Hansen points out, it's written under final. So thank you. Uh, Ubling K-Pack, that was a forfeiture in favor of the Ubley Bearcats. That was supposed to place in the K-Pack tonight. So Ubley's now 7-0, K-Pack 1-6. Sandusky was leading Brown City in the third quarter, 36-6. Carowin Marlette, that one is a final, 42-7. Big win by 35 points for the Marlette Red Raiders. It was 20-7 at half and then 28-7 in the fourth quarter, attacking on 14 more points for Marlette. Keep an eye on those Red Raiders, 5-2, sliding into second place in the Greater Thumb East. Very well, yes. And then we have Reese and Lakers, like we said, 20-18. Reese by two points with 11-42 left in regulation. Badax and Vassar, 41-0. Badax was leading. Mike Gallagher just texted us here from the San uh, Allen County News. 52-14. to 14. Sandusky wins over Brown City. So that one is a final. Thank you, Mike Gallagher, for listening. Paul B. Adams from the Huron County View messages us. North Huron wins over CPS 38-0. It's a big win for the Warriors to improve to 7-0. Moving along, we have other area scores. So uh, we have USA Cassidy, of course, the game in front of us here in eight-player football. Morris and Genesee, final score, Morris 58, Genesee 14. That game was called at halftime. So Morris rolls to 7-0, taking out Genesee 58-14. Kingston and Peck, Kingston rolls over Peck 36-6. Kingston now 4-3 in the season, giving Peck just their second loss of the season. 36-6 there. North Huron over CPS 38-0. Paul P. Adams sending us that final. And thank you to Mike Gallagher from the San Allen County News. Reporting that Brown City falls to Sandusky 52-14. So Sandusky gets their second victory of the season. Brown City falls to 1-6. Sandusky at 2-5. 
Yeah, some great games out there, but the one we're really keeping an eye on is in a weather delay with us, so we'll have to wait to find out. Uh, Reese and Lakers. Reese really, with that loss to Badex, is simply trying to play spoiler now and try to eliminate Lakers from uh, any chance at winning the Greater Thumb West. So we are, of course, if you're just tuning in, a weather delay, lightning delay. It's a 30-minute automatic delay from the last previous sighted lightning. And we're approaching very close here to 30 minutes, so uh, we will hope to see the officials back on the field. Of course, they're over by, by our microphones. They've now moved about five or eight yards away from our microphones. Otherwise, we could listen into the uh, conversations of the officials. As then, of course, once the delay is over, both teams will come onto the field and then they will, at that point, then stretch and then resume play with four minutes and ten seconds left in the fourth quarter. Now, Dan Binky, of course, our spotter, director of visual data, you were, you've been mentioning this since very early in the broadcast, as we're seeing a number of different players slip out there. Now, I will say the field is in very good condition. But it's a little spongy to be expected if seen how much rain we've got in the past, but you have a theory, and I would say more than a theory, this is almost law, that the field is cut short. That's correct. Uh, from playing years past, we always love playing on a longer grass. Um, you don't slip as much. And when it is short, especially on a damp or even a humid night, every time you cut, your foot is almost guaranteed to slip out. So what we did is, and I don't think the kids do it anymore, we got replacement cleats so we could adjust the length of our cleats. So most of the kids have probably got molded ones. That are, that's what they are. You get whatever that comes. We could adjust ours up to an inch. So you can adjust wet, your cleats by an inch? If it's wet field, we'll put our one-inch cleats in, and then you wouldn't hardly ever, ever slip. <laughs> you might actually roll your ankle. But, uh, yeah, that was the one thing that we always did. But Harbor Beach, you play there, it's long grass almost guaranteed. Well, and you'd certainly, with a one-inch cleat, you'd leave a brand on whoever you stepped over that's as right. well. Yeah, that's why you always, when we back when we played, you would see, as like a golfer, when you take a divot, that's what you would see. Like You would see big chunks of sod flying, and that, that was the main reason because of the cleats. So, of course, Dan Benke, like we said, spotting more than just the ball carrier and tanglers, keeping an eye on everything. And another funny story here is uh, last year for Cass City, actually, it was the Cass City Hemlock game in Hemlock. Dave, uh, you can attest to this. Dan was in our ears the whole game and saying Dan knew the next play that Hemlock was calling because they, they were doing all the hand signals and everything else from the, the coaches on the sideline. Dan Benke knew every single play that was upcoming for Hemlock on offense based on the hand signals, based on yep. the actions. It was impressive to see that happen. And that reinforces what we talked about about 15 minutes ago is that you and I were watching the game Yes, where he's finding ways to spot the coach that's calling in the play. And he looks like a third base coach in baseball <laughs> giving the signal, <laughs> right. whether we're going to steal, we're going to bunt, we're going to hit and run, whatever it might be. And by the time the hand signals were done, about one, maybe two, max of three series into the game, Dan had already figured out if it was a pass play or a run play, in which direction or who the play was going to. And when he pointed it out, uh, he, he grabbed me and pointed it out, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, what? He, just, he just solved it. Like, I, I wonder if the th Cass City had figured it right. out. I, I, Cass City ended up winning that football game, but it was it was crazy how so many hand plays and signals, eventually he did it so many times, and the patterns became obvious. But uh, it, was a, it was definitely a great spot by you, something that you actually wouldn't, be watching no. a normal fan would definitely right. not be watching you're watching your game your your kid your niece your nephew whatever it might be but in this case you're watching the sidelines watching this coach give these signals yeah another just 
it's then at that point, of course, so it's playoffs. We're only covering one team. It's a local team against a team we do not cover outside of our area. So then it gets into that whole ethical issue. We're here covering the game. Do we knock on the door and say, hey, Cass City, are you seeing this? <laughs> but no, we, we, we sell, held neutral as a, a good broadcaster should. And uh, really, Cass City really didn't need our help anyway no. as they rolled through Hemlock and then rolled all the way to the state semifinals, falling on this field in front of us to Traverse St. Francis in just dramatic fashion, losing by one point. Yeah, they, they went through some pretty quality teams there yeah, that Ithaca. year. Yeah, they beat Ithaca on the way there and had really had a, a, as good a chance as anybody can have beating Traverse City St. Francis in any year. So, of course, Josh Hahn, five years at the helm for the USA Patriots. He's 22-21 and 21 in his time as head coach for the Patriots. Of course, the uh, starting quarterback for the 1998 championship squad for the USA Patriots, securing their first state championship in school history, one of two. Josh Hahn, though, against Cassidy is 0 for 5, losing five straight to the Cassidy Redhawks. 2020, uh, USA finished 5-3. and three. They lost to Ubley in week number two of the playoffs. I believe that was in overtime. Am I correct? That USA Ubley game? Mm, uh, I think it was. Like it. It I think it was. Like it. This is somehow sticking my head there. But nine of the 12 losses of Cass City for the USA Patriots have occurred since 2012. That's hard to fathom as all of a sudden the entire series flipped on top of its head. Scott Cathrell, 19 years at the helm, 108 wins, 80 losses, 574 batting average. Against USA, he's a even 10 in 10. They've won the last five, of course, but a perfect 500 uh, against the USA Patriots, trying to make that 11 in 10 tonight. They beat USA for the last five years. The overall series in favor of the USA Patriots, 17 to 12. Overall average score, USA 22, Cassidy 19. The last 10 games, though, have gone 8 in favor of the Red Hawks, 2 for the USA Patriots. Last 10 scores, Cassidy 27, USA 12. Absolutely. Just got a confirmation from Paul Adams. We were right. That was definitely an overtime game. Yes, it was. Okay, so there we go. And, of course, they've met every year since 1996, 26 straight years that the Cassidy Red Hawks and USA Patriots have met on the gridiron. Of course, the Greer Thumb Conference formed in 1997. Before that, it was the Thumb C North, Thumb C A divisions and leagues uh, before that. And it changed uh, conferences about every four years before that all the way. The Thumb C was kind of the basis for it, leading all the way back to the 70s and 80s. But Greer Thumb Conference has stuck since 1997. We've seen a few different teams cycle in and out to start. Of course, Yale, Cross-Lex were in the Greer Thumb East. And then, of course, uh, in the West, we had Saginaw Valley Lutheran for a hot second there. Uh, Bay City All Saints, of course, and they went into the North Central Thumb League as they got smaller in size. And then just two years ago, picking up K-Pack and Caro to make it instead of six per division into seven. And now, of course, what that the, the one cool thing about that uh, having seven each division is you have that perfect three divisional games every week with that one crossover between the East and West, which does make a pretty cool schedule. It does make for an interesting schedule because there's always that crossover game that you always wonder who draws who. In some years, you'll see, um, you know, maybe the East, whoever they draw in the West, maybe it's, say, it's Ubley, they, they might draw the two poorer teams in the West, but then the following year, they might play the Cass City and Lakers of the world or, or the USAs and, and really draw some tough schedules. And all of a sudden, you go through... You know, in this year, to me, it's the West. The West has been a grueling schedule. Yes. Lakers is a quality team. USA is 2-4, and four, and that's a quality football team. This Cass City team has only gotten better. Reese is great. Bad X is even better. Those are some gruel, grueling, tough football games. And if you're that West team, 
that drew maybe Harbor Beach and Ubley as your non-conference game in the East or maybe even Marlette. That's a really long schedule to go through and win a bunch of games. Look at Bad X. They're going to play Ubley at the end of the year in two weeks. and uh, We'll be there for it. The way it's looking, it could be the best in the East against the best in the West. Here's an interesting stat for you. No coach for the Kansas City Redhawks has a winning record against USA. Roland Packadin went 1-1 one one in 1972-73. Tom Esch went 0-3 from 96 to 98. Don Marco 0-2 from 99 to 2000. Scott Cathrell uh, started out losing his first eight losses in a row to USA before finally winning in 2008. 2009, of course, Scott Cathrell took a two-year hiatus. Ed Stoutenberg came in. He, went, he split with USA 1-1. One winning 41-22 in 2009, losing 27-21 in 2010. Scott Cuthrell comes back in 2011, loses his first one, but then wins the next four from 2012 to 2015. 2016, the uh, USA wins 24-22. That was Tyler Langs, who went 2-1 against Cass City, of course, winning in the playoffs as well in 2016, 18-14. That was a good one. 2017, Scott Cuthrell wins 18-14. They play, meet in the playoffs again. Scott Cuthrell blanks USA 28-0 in 2017 playoffs. 2018, Cassidy wins 42-24. 2019, 13-8. Cassidy wins in the last year 28-24 in 2020. And the game in front of us right now with 4 minutes and 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter. It is 28-12. Cassidy leading by 16 points. As we are in a lightning and weather delay as we should be very well close to the 30-minute mark here. It's got to be close. Like I said, Dan did mention he thought he saw maybe a third lightning strike. I didn't see it, and I'm not sure what the time is on that, but i got to think we are very close to returning. As the officials have now gone from 5 to 3. So obviously pulling seniority there, saying I'm going to go sit down on side. <laughs> yeah, the white hat was one of those. Either that or the low seniority is going to get a coffee right now. <laughs> here comes the other two. All right, so the other two are out here. Very well, this could be the end of the 30 minutes. For our listeners' sake, let's hope that's the case because we're certainly ran out of stuff to talk about for quite some time now. As the Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Dan Benke, Doug Cole with your call tonight from Gas City. Homecoming night. And homecoming was so great, the Red Hawks just don't want it to end, and Mother Nature is helping them out here. As I guess one, one piece of homecoming is catching up with those from home as you come home. And uh, all the Kansas City locals have certainly had plenty of time to do some catching up in the stands, in the cars, in the parking lot, tailgating before, watching the parade come through. It's been a great night. It's been. And then they went all out this year for good reason because they didn't have this luxury last year. So uh, can't blame them for going all out. It's, it was a great turnout. Uh, the crowd's been awesome. And... Uh, all the floats and, and everybody, congratulations again to uh, Connor Herford, the king. Uh, you got uh, Kaylee Gray as your homecoming queen. So uh, some, some great choices there by the Cass City Schools. And uh, looks like uh, we see the USA Patriot football team coming back on the field. You're that or they just got evicted and they're bringing all their personal belongings <laughs> with them across the field. <laughs> Starting in 10 minutes. That's the official word. In five minutes oh, at five 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Gotcha. So we're starting at 10 o'clock, so five minutes we will be back resuming action. And it's going to take a little bit of motivational speech from both sides here as uh, everyone's kind of gone into a little lethargic stage. Now, Dave, I will say a lightning strike and a lightning delay is it's interesting for us to work our way through, but it wouldn't be as bad. Of course, I'm a, a big fan of Formula One uh, racing, uh, car auto racing, and uh, the Belgian Grand Prix about six weeks ago now. 
I watched four straight hours of coverage as they watched rain fall at Spa, and the race never happened. Four hours absolutely wasted, and the, and the commentators talked for all four hours. Oh, that, that, that's commercial, impressive. Commercial free. That's impressive. I don't know. The Europeans are a little crazy anyway, so of course uh, <laughs> they, they have the, the, the chops to do it. As Cassidy comes onto the field as well, and the faithful are here to support him. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We will return in three minutes right here on the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services, Sports Radio 1021, and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. It's currently 28 to 12, Cassidy by 16. We will resume, resume play in three minutes right here on your home for high school football. It's time to jump. 10 o'clock on the clock. 4.13 remains in regulation. After a 30-minute-plus lightning delay, the officials won an additional three seconds on the board. So that's what we do. 28-12, to 12, Kansas City leading by 16 points. USA at the 11-yard line of Kansas City trying to like make this a one-possession ball game. Man in motion, that would be number 22, Carson Holland, or Braden Kemp, excuse me. Rolling to his left to pass, throwing downfield into the corner of the end zone. This one is going to be deflected down, incomplete. Good coverage there on third and seven by Riley Swiderski. Intended for Braylon Ballard on the edge, far side of the end zone. Falls incomplete, so it's a fourth and seven from the 11-yard line with 4.06 remaining in the fourth quarter. Nowhere really to go. Great coverage by Cass City. They bring some pressure, and all they can do is fire it into the corner of the end zone where it's deflected and knocked down and falls incomplete. 16 points is what USA needs with four minutes to go, but fourth down and eight from the 11-yard line. This is pretty much the game for USA. Got to convert or score here. Fourth and seven, and we have a timeout. Thought about a timeout, none called, though. High formation, wing back to the right. Splitting the hash marks. Lane and Russell back to pass, staying in the pocket. He's in trouble. Now it's a rollout to his left. Flushed out of the pocket. He's going to be running for himself, and he's going to be brought down at the original line of scrimmage, short of the line to gain. And this will be a turnover on downs. Riley Swiderski chews up Landon Russell well short of the first down marker. And it's a turnover on downs inside the red zone for the USA Patriots yet again. And Cassidy hangs on to that 16-point lead. Yeah, an incomplete pass there on, th on third down and eight. Makes it really tough on fourth down and eight. They ask Landon Russell to drop back and throw it. There's nobody there. And when he tucks to run, just not enough running room to get that eight yards he needs. And the USA hopeful now is pretty much taking the wind out of their sails as that play will not get him a first down. And the Cassidy offense with 3.56 to go in the game, up 16, will come on the field on their own four-yard line. And off to Jordan Messer, he breaks free. He's out to the 25, to the 30, to the 40, and tackled forward out to the 45-yard line by Landon Russell as Jordan Messer surges out from the nine-yard line all the way out to the 45 for a 36-yard pickup for the Cassidy Redhawks on first and 10, move the chains, leading by 16 points. 
And one guy not showing any rust from that 30-some minute delay is Jordan Mester, and he explodes all the way out to his own 45-yard line. And a new set of downs for Cass City now as they are looking to run out the clock. 245 yards for Jordan Mester on 23 carries and three scores. He's averaging nearly 11 yards per carry. He's carried the ball 46% of the time for the Cassidy Redhawks. Aiden Torres, 66 yards. Landon shot 45. And Riley Swiderski, 26. Mind you, Jordan Mester has 245 yards. USA has 242 yards rushing as a team. Riley Swiderski hands it off to Jordan Mester. He gets out for another three yards out to the 48-yard line before forward progress is stopped by Sam Cook for the USA Patriots. Second down and seven upcoming from their own 48. Normally I'd say nice run, but that one is definitely going to hurt his yard per oh, carry man. average. That's just disappointing. A shameful, actually. Less than three to play here in the fourth quarter. Cassidy leading by 16 points, just trying to run this clock out and grab their third victory of the season to improve to three and four on the year and two and three in divisional play. One more first down for Cass City. Should just about do it for them here. They need six more yards here on second down and six. USA has just one timeout remaining. Wing T to the left and is a handoff to Jordan Mester. Again, he's across midfield and plows his way down to the 47 of USA for a five-yard gain. Tackle made by Cameron Schlund, the sophomore defenseman for USA. And we have a timeout called by the USA Patriots. That's their third and final timeout with 2.16 remaining in regulation. For a second there, I thought they were singling more lightning. At that point, um, I would have thrown my clipboard onto the field. Yes, no, you can't. Just ignore the timeout and let the clock run at this point. Cass City in the driver's seat now, up 16 on a third down and two as USA burns their last timeout, trying to do anything to stop the clock and try to turn the ball over here on the next two plays. Before this drive began, Cass City's held the ball for over 24 minutes and 27 seconds. They Before this drive started, they had not had the ball since 9.34 mark here in the fourth. USA's last drive, three minutes and 51 seconds, 39 yards, 11 plays. Three first downs, 0 for 2 on third downs, 1 for 1 on fourth downs. Results in a turnover on downs at the 9-yard line. Cassidy facing a third and two from USA's 47-yard line. Then you get to the Patriot 45. Working off the left hash, right to left cross your radio. Wing T to the left, two men backfield, wing back to the left. And off to Jordan Mester, has the first down and drags his defender across the 40 all the way down to the 39-yard line. An eight-yard gain tackle made by Braylon Ballard of the USA Patriots. Move the chains. A third down conversion for Cass City. Just another same play three times in a row as, as Jordan Mester explodes on the first carry to get away from their own end zone for a huge gain. And they run it again right off the left tackle. And he just follows those blockers through the hole on that left side and just plows it ahead for maybe four yards and a new set of downs for Cass City as the clock rolls with two minutes to go in this game, up 16 points. So Cass City should be able to take a knee for the rest of this game here. USA cannot stop the clock. They are out of timeouts. Cass City with all three if you really want to use them, I suppose. Wing T to the left again. Swarovski under center. And off to Jordan Mester, the workhorse here in waiting moments. And he gets all the way out to the 33-yard line for a six-yard gain. Tackle made by Noah Crum for USA. Roll Clock rolls under a minute 15. And a second down and four upcoming. 
Yeah, I'd be very cautious if I was Coach Cathrell running some of these starters in this situation, especially Jordan Mester. It would be, uh, be a really tough loss if something were to happen to him at this point in the game. So less than a minute to play here, and Cassidy comes out in the Jenny Fleck offense. Zabriskie under center. Peace be with you and with your spirit, and there is one more snap needed here before this game is over. As Cassidy will win by 16 points when all is said and done, including an extra 35 to 40 minutes tacked on. And this is this is a big victory for Cassidy. They they had a big one last week against Harbor Beach that really kind of set the table for them. Turned turned momentum in their favor. These younger kids are really starting to play well, and uh, they showed that their momentum's on their side right now. And another big conference win now as they beat USA. Let's get that all important third win on the season and now on the inside track for a playoff spot. Most certainly, especially with the new format as the final score. In week number seven, the Cassidy Redhawks hang on in to take out the USA Patriots 28 to 12, winning by 16 points on the W. LW Sports Sound will return in two minutes. Wrap this whole thing up and we'll get out of here for you. Right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Big with your call tonight. Final score from Cassidy in week number seven. Cassidy wins 28 to 12 for their third victory on the season, improved to three and four. And Dave Hanson, how about you tell us how we got to this 28 to 12 final score? Uh, it started early in the first quarter on an Aiden Torres two yard touchdown run. The two point conversion would fail, and at the end of the first quarter, Cassidy would lead USA six to nothing. Start of the second quarter, Jordan Mester scores on a seven-yard TD run. He would also get the two-point conversion. Cass City would push their lead out 14 to nothing. USA, though, would respond as Russell keeps it around the end for a 26-yard scamper. The two-point run was no good. And at the half, Cass City would lead USA 14 to six. But in the third quarter, just one score.